stories of how people got their job in advertising almost sounds like they pulled off a heist. Well, Chirag Kushalani puts on an amazing show full of insight on what it's like to break in and enter into a full-service advertising agency. While he kindly instructed me not to overhype him, I must say he is the future of advertising and all things business. Bill Gates and Warren Buffett do not hold a candle next to Chirag. On a serious note, Chirag is a visionary that offers incredible advice for students and recent grads on their job search. He explains his story on how he landed a job as an account manager at DDB in Chicago. Chirag has worked with State Farm and Jiffy Lube for the past year, and man, does he have some wisdom to pass to you. If you find anything useful, visit Apple Podcasts and please give this a five-star rating. Um, as well, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Entering Ad. This is the Breaking and Entering Podcast, and as usual, I'm your accomplice, Gino Schellen. Trog, how is it going? What is up, man? Happy to be here today. Congrats Thanks. on having this your fourth episode. Excited to be here. Fourth episode is right. They're coming out fast, and they're getting better each one. So I thank you for coming on. Pleasure. Thank you. Chirag, I think you are an interesting guest because you are first traditional agency uh, member guest on the show. We've had two students, wonderful students. We've had Armando, who works at Amazon Advertising, kind of more e-commerce. So now I'm super excited to have you, who you're an account manager at DDB in Chicago. Yeah. Love how we're all in Midnight Oil, too. So we got that strengthening bond here. Yes, I have been pulling through my network uh, at the University of Illinois. <laughs> I'm going to be expanding out of that for the listeners that probably know all the people. But um, you are such a influential member of my own network as a mentor of mine. So I had to have you. Hey, man, learning, every, learning something every day. Thank you for having me. So let's get into it. You work at DDB in Chicago. And we'll talk a lot about what you do at DDB in Chicago. A lot of our listeners know that's one of the, one of the better agencies uh, and more traditional agencies in Chicago. And that's kind of the route that we're taught at the University of Illinois is to go down that path. So before we start talking about DDB, let's kick it back to why do you love advertising? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually was born and brought up in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates and growing up I had two brothers and never had remote control. What that means is when they start doing something, I sit there and wait till the show comes back and ended up watching all the commercials. But what's funnier is that I initially got attracted more to the infomercials, like the crazy ones, the scammy ones that they like call us and we'll give you a prize or something. And that was me falling for those. But little did I know how much even those terrible infomercials were powerful just because you learn how to convince people. But obviously, we want to use the advertising in the right manner. So that's when I started thinking about advertising and just the power it has to influence people or just persuade people to move or think in a certain way. And coming into the University of Illinois, I started in marketing and business process management and then started, had an internship in, at Leo Burnett in Dubai, which honestly taught me the most and it was just such a great experience because I was able to dive deep and literally learn from my mistakes but also just learn from swimming in uncharted territories that the next years followed with me becoming more part of AF, where I met you as well becoming part of NSAC Midnight Oil and then getting my internship at FCB and finally here at DDB so been a great journey learned a lot 
Wow. And that is such an impressive resume. I want to just uh, pick that apart a little bit because I think you, you mentioned that you were a marketing major going into U of I. Yeah. And the business school. So shout out to Gee students here. Yep. And they're listening, but that's, that's different because most of our students have been in the college of media. They have been advertising majors. Was that tough to uh, transition to advertising? Maybe not being in some of those core classes. How was that for you? Honestly, I feel like it was more of a strength too, right? Because you're bringing a fresher perspective. And I think the advertising school is great, but also like in advertising, we always know how much this is an industry for anyone. And it doesn't matter what background you come to. And marketing was still, it had a lot of things similar to it. And I think like it just gave me the best of both worlds with business school, as well as the College of Media and just meeting people with diverse mindsets. Such an advantage on your end to have that business school perspective. Uh, they do amazing things that I wish I was a part of and just never had the opportunity for. But you also bring up a great point that you don't need to just major in advertising to be an advertising person. Some of the best advertisers out there are people from different majors. I know a bunch of people, you know, philosophy, uh, psychology, graphic design, just bringing all those different talents in to be an advertising major is so important. Yeah, especially because like think about our target market too, right? Like who are we advertising for? We're advertising for the general public. Like we don't know who studied advertising or who hasn't. So especially getting people from those perspectives, that is why diversity is so important. And with me, like I think that has become my asset too, with me being able to come from the Middle East and bring that perspective, but also a perspective of that has just someone who's learning so much from being a part of this country and bringing that, especially when over 50% of the country is going to move towards a different gender, like different proportion of things. Yeah. Diversity is so important. And I'm glad um, you're, you're here to break that down, but let's talk about your internships that you had, because that's so important. Everybody wants an internship and they feel like it's, it's necessary to get to break into advertising, to have an internship. So you mentioned Leo Burnett uh, in Dubai. Yeah. So Leo Burnett was really interesting. So I had always known about Leo Burnett and I feel like every advertising student or just person interested in that knows about it. And my journey was interesting where there wasn't really a formal application process at Leo. It was more about me reaching out to someone on LinkedIn that I didn't know having an information interview set up. And then that just translated to like translated to an internship at a, in the telecommunications industry. And it's interesting also because they still like they only pay you hundred bucks a month where hopefully I can go back when I do and change those things and actually develop a proper internship program. But what also that taught you is that you can, you're pretty much treated as a full-time employee where you're writing creative briefs that produce radio scripts and just things that I just got to do so many things that I may not have been able to do in a traditional sense. Amazing. And I want to highlight how you broke into that Leo Burnett internship. So you, you didn't wait for a formal application, did you? No, and sometimes those things won't exist. And it's the same thing, like, as you mentioned, that I do come from a traditional agency approach. But a lot of times, like, that is something that I look back and that's something I wish I could tell a younger self of mine. Like, I mean, I'm so young, but what I mean is, like, freshman, sophomore year mindset of mine that it doesn't have to be a traditional agency. Like, the best agencies, like, think about the commercial Groundhog Day on Super Bowl. That was a number one rated commercial in the Super Bowl. And that came from High Dive, which is a new agency in Chicago. And it's considered smaller than most of the traditional ones. So great words coming from everywhere. And I think 
like even though I have a traditional approach, like I would strongly recommend everyone to start looking into more smaller medium agencies as well and look like try to reach out instead of just waiting for an application. Absolutely. And that also brings in, we can start the whole conversation about in-house versus agency versus um, these other different options that are out there now. But um, let's focus back to your strengths here and where you're at. You had your internship at Leo Burnett in Dubai. You were involved heavily in school with the American Advertising Federation. You were also a business student. What else? Are we missing any piece of this puzzle within your college career? Honestly, I think what helped me a lot was being able to be a part of a lot of different organizations in freshman, sophomore year too. Like considering those two years as those exploration career school years, whether it was in Phi Beta Lambda or just being part of Model United Nations or even just Alpha Phi Omega, like a service, right? Just being exposed to so many people because again, coming from the Middle East, like even though there were over, I was exposed to over 100 nationalities at one point, like because the place is regulated, there are some conversations that the tough conversations that we weren't having over there that I was so fortunate to have it here. And it just all helped me develop a better perspective, but also just be a student of just learning so many things out here. Absolutely. It's important to dip your toes in the water uh, your first couple of years in college and then kind of dive in once you know what you want to do. And if you're listening, you want to do advertising. So you should dive in head first into an advertising related um, extracurricular. Yeah. And what's, what's great is that everything is related to advertising, right? Like yep. I can guarantee you no one, none of us can think of three companies that don't advertise. Like even the CDC is advertising right now for public health. But what that just means is that even if you've had some healthcare experience, or even if you've had maybe some skating experience, like that's all going to come into play for brands. And just that is all valuable. It's just about telling it the right way. 100%. It's all about storytelling. I love storytelling from my end. Oh, I love those. Those are my favorite commercials too. Yeah. Um, so you, you had, you, you were a busy college student and all that kind of paid off with your first career and you broke in successfully to a great agency. And I applaud you for that. Thank you. And I think it's again, balance. Like I feel like, I got lucky with having the right group of friends around me and just the right support system, whether it's from a family, but also from my professors where it, there was always a balance. Like, it's like, if you are in AF meetings till eight, let's go at 10 PM to red line. Like, you know, like it's that balance that I feel like we all need to have. And it's just become more and more important to me now of switching off and having that work-life balance. Absolutely. I think it's so important for college students to, come together. That's why I like having this extracurricular that's advertising only just coming together once a week, just to turn on your advertising hat or like just to think about and talk about it at least once a week. Oh yeah. And those are the most fun times too. Like even in, when I was in NSAC, like NSAC, it was such a fun time. It was like 40 people were working on a year long project on Ocean Spain, Wiener Schnitzel. We went to a bog in Wisconsin. We went on a hot dog tour in Chicago. So Things, these things are a lot of fun. It's just, I think, about discovering what you're passionate about. And if this is your way to go, like AF is the place to be. Absolutely. And we've gave them plenty of plugs. They should start paying me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they gave me so much. But um, so how'd you really, like, what was the process like for DDB? How'd you get in? Did you wait for that formal application or did you do your tactic of reaching out on LinkedIn? 
run us through that? Because that's what we're curious about. We're all students that want to learn how to break in. Yeah, and you know, I've been fortunate to start paying paying it forward as well. And I encourage everyone listening here to like continue doing that no matter where you are in your life because you have so much to offer from your learnings. And one of the biggest things that I've learned from all my experiences is that at a, at a certain point, recruitment kind of getting a job is a process. Like there is a formula to it. And while the, as you say, your schemes, like it's like one of those mm -hmm. things where maybe what you say in the interview is different, but following the route, like the route in terms of processes, so similar, like the way I did it was, and for, like I actually was thinking about the other day too, was that a lot about it is that like maybe you have an Excel sheet, like think about all the companies you're interested in. And from that process on like narrow it down to the applications, having that on the Excel sheet, and then even get connecting with some people from link on LinkedIn with those. Everyone is so willing to help here. Like don't overthink that. It's just reaching out to them and introducing yourself and what uh, maybe a commonality between each of you. And yep. that's all helping. That's all helping like getting to know people better in the agencies. And I, I preach this idea of reaching out on LinkedIn for the listeners and the members of the agency that I run. Don't be afraid to reach out to somebody, especially if you're in an alumni network. Uh, if you're, if you're fortunate to be in an alumni network, that's your commonality. You go, you went to school this, with that, you went to the same school as that person and they want to help you out. So don't feel intimidated to reach out. You should be doing that every day. Like once or twice a day is reaching out to people is my opinion. Oh yeah. And the best part is LinkedIn isn't Facebook. Like you don't need to know someone to send them a connection request. Like it's just introduce yourself. Everyone's so friendly and Hey, I work in the customer relationship management industry where 3% or 4% responses make us money. So if that's what happens, that's okay. Reach out to maybe 10, 15 people, and even if one or two get back to you, that's all you need. Yep. And they they want to help out for the most part. Most good, most people are good. That's something to remember as well. And uh Absolutely. Oh, I was gonna say something about reaching out on LinkedIn, but I forgot. Any other any other LinkedIn or reaching out things that we we're talking about? Yeah, and I think what's really important that I wish I went back in time and told myself more was that don't make sure to follow up on those connections. Like it's like planting a seed, right? Like once you plant that seed, you continue to water that, you continue to grow that relationship. And sometimes a lot of what, what I did was I took some feedback, but I didn't get back to them on how that feedback helped me maybe a few months later. So strongly recommend everyone to please keep in touch with the people who are supporting you because they're your champions and they're going to be helping you out in the future as well. This industry is small and all of us are, all of our lives are intertwined to an extent. I remember what I was going to say. You reminded me. I think now that people are stuck home and uh, there's not much going on. And I've mentioned this before in these interviews that people aren't doing much. So they, they look forward to calls with people, uh, just some social interaction with other people than your immediate family or your roommates excites people. So I would even argue for to our listeners that people are more willing. They're more willing to hop on calls now during this crisis. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like it, it's it's the same that um this Ogilvy's uh, global CEO, CEO had, and it was. Uh, his name is Piyush Brandon. He was like, with adversity lies opportunity. So I know the opportunity is probably not the right word in this time, but it's just every time there is something that pushes us back, there's so much that's also pushing us forward. Exactly. I love that. Um, 
bring it back to the DDB thing. How did you, so we were talking about how you got your foot in the door at DDB. Yeah. And I think it's, um, so with my DDB journey, it started a lot with, again, those information interviews and just being part of AAF or whether you're able to have the opportunity of AAF or not, I think what's important is finding someone who can really give you an insight into the agency because each agency has its own culture. And I mean, a lot of stuff we re read online is true, but again, use your resources, like even Fishbowl, like there is a lot of negative stuff because there are some people who are just upset with their jobs and that's everywhere. But when you take it with a grain of salt, it does give you an idea into the culture. But even when you're talking to people, there's so much insight you're going to see. Like an example is also like I visited multiple agencies during a tour and I could just know in a few minutes being there whether that agency, whether I can see myself walking into the reception or not. So it's just those small things that are helpful. And my journey actually started with just going to career fairs as well, getting in connection with people. And then as well as connecting with an alumni from my fraternity and AAF as well. And those simple things helped me a lot. But at the same time, like, again, we don't, we just need to, we can meet new people too. Yeah. So you followed, a, you followed the system of just reaching out early, getting your name uh, in the back of their heads applied and it worked out well for you. Right. Yeah. And it's, it thankfully like everything worked out before graduation but again like there is a time and place for everything and even if that i'm sure like at this point of time too people are looking for jobs and i just recommend everyone to keep in touch with people there's so much advice or just experiences that you can get and learn from them that it's just always healthy to maintain the connection i love that because you never know when they're gonna cross your path down the line Absolutely. I mean, look at the average and we're changing jobs every one and a half, two years. Like we're all going to at some point or the other get in a job that's in the same company. A quote from Doug Melville, the chief diversity officer of TBWA said um, one of his tips to us was your name enters the room before you do. Your name enters the room before you do. That whole idea of your reputation is important and you never know who you're going to cross in the industry. Oh, I love that saying. I This is the first time, like, it's not the first time I'm hearing it, but it's like, it's like, oh, it always rings a bell too, because I was reading about something where it was like, find a core message. Like, what's your core purpose of being part of the company you are? And an example is like, what is that differentiating factor that you're bringing into the table? And like an example is when I first joined, I wanted to be the master of product knowledge. Like, for background concept context, I'm working currently on State Farm and Jiffy Lube. And with State Farm, it's a lot with like the life insurance products and the bank side of things, which can get really granular. But having that attention, like making sure that I have that attention to detail and people can turn to me to have the product knowledge, like that was a thing what I wanted to be known for. And from there onwards, it just comes in a time when you start using those skills and you, you start sharing your perspective and making a name for yourself and that will just come with time i love this i love this segment that you kind of brought us into how you add value to the company is important um and that's just so interesting that you you bring this up so that kind of falls into how you're thriving in your role something that we talk about how to break in and how to thrive in so your your value was or what set you apart is that you want to be the product master product knowledge master yeah. And that's always a learning thing. Like that's always learning on the job, but also more than that is also just being an inviting person, like especially being in account management. It's a lot of our relationship management, relationship building. Like 
I'm communicating people who are twice my age, but doing that respectfully, but still showing that you are bringing something to the table, like that's very important. And an example is, and what's really helped me do those kind of things is building relationships before I need them okay. or before I need to like, just in terms of whether there's no like other motive to it, it's just, I want to get to know you and I just want to hang out with you where, and those type of things are agencies are so great at offering, whether it's, playing volleyball for the agency or just going on an agency like happy hour or things like that. All those things, like I strongly encourage people to meet new people. And at one point or the other, it's just all going to help you get to know them better. And it's going to help your work. It's that care first mentality because you want to establish these relationships and show that you care for them and then not ask. You don't want to ask for something right away, but maybe down the line, if you show care first and you're genuine about it, then they will be willing to help you in the future. Yeah, but and also that te what teaches you is just different perspectives because what I the way I communicate with you is probably not the same way I communicate with another person and just knowing those different styles and I can give better feedback I can learn from what you really mean by when you say something or just the way you think and all that just helps so much when we're collaborating and such and making such great work happen. And that's the most important part that communication skills. I think those who want to be account managers you need to you need to identify if you have it or not and if you're pursuing account management you probably have it you that innate skill set of communicating and yeah i think it's definitely something we can grow too like it's i know a couple of people too who may consider themselves introverts and it's i don't think there is just one type to account management and it's just something we learn so much on the job but again yeah. it's those people who want to be leaders those people who want to be like a Swiss army knife, which is having a toolbox of things to do and enjoying this, knowing different things about the industry, but also your client's business. I think, I don't know if I told, I was talking with you about this, but um, somebody told me be a Swiss army knife with a chef's knife for the blade. Oh yeah. I love that. I'm, I feel like that blade is definitely that account management or maybe it's just your core skill. Like as I was talking about the core message, like, I know people who came from the strategic background. So that's sharp blade is that strategic thing they always bring into any conversation and definitely agree with that. Nice. And do you see that you've evolved a lot? I mean, you've been in the work field, what, for seven, eight months now? Yeah, it's actually hitting 10 months of uh, being full time at DDB. And I think there's so much I've learned. And especially because I went on from having just working on State Farm on like more one-to-one -one stuff, which is like the direct mail, emails and letters and self-mailers thing to also working on Jiffy Loop, which is our new client where we're working on rebranding, like a repositioning strategy work, as well as working on a new app project and a lot of other things, which has given me that versatile experience of dipping toes and like a whole full funnel approach. So. I think the biggest thing I've learned from DDB as well is just it's only a no until you ask and we'll just keep going and keep asking to do things. Amazing. Do you ever do you foresee or see anybody else in that's been there a little bit longer than you that things kind of calm down and you kind of um, go all in on one thing in an agency? Is it always hectic? You're always doing a million things at once. I think there's always ups and downs, man. Like, especially like if you think about just the way advertising cycles work too, like in, in summer, maybe there'll be more ads coming out or things like that. There's always trends that make us busier on some occasions and like have more time, but that's when you start investing the time you're free in 
looking out for the industry, like reading trade publications more, reading more about your competitors and just being that advocate for that brand and making sure that we're still making great work and our clients know of everything happening in our industry. Amazing. If you weren't in advertising, what would you, what job, <laughs> would, you, what job would you be in? Oh man, that's a tough question, but uh, I think I might have been an interior designer and this has got a stupid story, but it was because I used to play Club Penguin a lot when I was younger. Oh, I was a, I was a yeah. premium Igloo member too, so it was a whole thing oh. where I was like inviting people to come back to my Igloo and I felt like I decorated that catalog really well. Uh, but might, obviously that there's a lot more. Quote. That might be your show <laughs> quote. Oh, the Club Penguin? Oh, yeah. oh of course. I want to go back to playing it. Absolutely. That's just a fun one. I think you talked about there's different occasions for advertisers. There's ups and downs. And that leads into this last part that I want to talk about. And that's the current down we're in as a nation with the coronavirus. Yeah. And that's what's interesting because when you say down, like it's so difficult to generalize that too, because like think about things like Zoom or like brands like Clorox or just brands that are actually peaking the most they have ever. So with every downturn in economy comes also an upside and as we've all been saying like there's not we're never going to go back to normal it's going to be a new normal so it's kind of like figuring that out but it's also me like i've taken this time to also like look inwards and gain more perspective on how i want to approach with the future and there's so much i want to do and it's just this time has given me so much to reflect back which i encourage everyone to do i think it's interesting everybody kind of talks about oh if i only had a month or a couple of weeks just to do whatever I wanted, what would you do? And now we kind of have that time. And it's interesting to see how people are uh, taking it. Yeah. And I, I love those people. Like everyone who's learning how to make a banana bread or just learning a new mm -hmm. skill, like power to them. Like th this has been, this has been an interesting few weeks. And I think for me, a lot of it comes down to, I've really wanted to explore my strategic skills and just get more involved in strategy. So whether it's taking on new resources like Sweatheads by Mark Pollard or Planning Dirty by Julian Cole and also just exploring more, like reading trade publications more closely, but also analyzing more of why a brand did this and why that. Like an example is like we're looking at all these commercials on TV that look so similar. Yep. But there's a reason they're similar. It's because they all need to say that first line of messaging. And I feel like now in this next phase of us returning back to going out is going to come. I think there's going to be another phase, which is so interesting. Yeah. And that's really important. You mentioned a couple of resources and we'll, we'll highlight those in the show notes, but it's interesting what we can be doing as students uh, during this time are following those brands that we admire, following the agencies that we admire, seeing what brands are doing different things, saying different things. Um, you know, their actions that they're taking is really important to follow. And then you can bring that up into yeah. an interview. And, and absolutely. And again, going back to the thing where every skill you learn is transferable, it's all about like just projecting in the right way. Look at a time now, look at around your neighborhood. I can guarantee you there's at least one restaurant or one local business that is in need of your help. And if it's as simple as you getting along with a few students, reaching out to their local business and being like, hey, we'd like to do something with you. So one, if you could act as your account manager who relates to that and one of QB the strategist and then a creative who just makes those stuff happen. So it's just Beautiful. those simple skills are all going to really help you gain experience, but also just use those in your interviews and show that you know what you're talking about. I love that. I mean, because a lot of people are suffering not being able to find internships or jobs. 
you just propose, you can go out to your local business and offer them help for free. And that will help them, that strengthens your skills, but it also helps to, for your narrative. And that's the term I like to call like when we tell your own story during interviews and you can pretty much add any part of your life to a narrative or any skill to that narrative. And that's important to add on to. And that that's interesting. Absolutely. And it feels good. Like these businesses may need it. Like when you look mm -hmm. at maybe there's, they have some amazing food and maybe it's like amazing Indian or Thai food, but they just need to let that known to everyone around there with all this competition. So you could really be helping them and helping yourself with that. And, and in a way it's kind of our duty as advertisers. I mean, everybody's stepping up, especially the frontline healthcare workers are, you know, risking their lives, helping millions of Americans, we should be doing something on our end, whether that's helping a nonprofit around us or finding a cause to help fundraise for as advertisers. Yeah. And especially with entry level, there's so much of doing involved in just what we're part of. Like the more you can hold on to these ethics and morals that you have, the better, just because these are all going to be paying it forward when mm -hmm. you grow on. And it's just going to be so useful to have that kind of mindset where it's not just about making money, but it's also about serving a purpose. And those are the best commercials and those are the best ones that you look back in time that they've done. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I think it was McCann. I think I saw it on Twitter. They showed like, you know how you have imprints from the masks, like around your mm -hmm. mouth, like the, of the healthcare workers. They started doing imprints as in superheroes. So they had like Batman's. Oh Batman's yeah, I love that amazing. one. And they showed mm -hmm. like the Iron Man's on just, on on healthcare workers and it was beautiful yeah and now that we're talking advertising which is my favorite part of this conversation too just ads as well like yeah. i would strongly recommend people to check out surf excel pakistan's ad on ramadan which is a holy month for muslims that they go through for a month of fasting and in what in that commercial they talk about how there's this kid who like in ramadan everyone's known for giving and just doing good deeds but this kid asked his dad, he's like, how do I do a good deed when we're not allowed to go out anymore and we're just all in a lockdown? And just the way that the storytelling of that commercial, just the way they show that there's still so much goodness that you can contribute to is, again, one of those examples that we're moving away from just doing those where open commercials now. Now we're moving to the fun stuff that is now making a difference in just the way people think. It's exciting in a way. Yeah, and I think there's a lot that we can learn from too, especially like when we're coming forward out of this as well. So definitely think that advertising and culture goes hand in hand and we've always got an opportunity to influence culture. I, I think it's funny. I look back to my interview, like prep notes, and I always talk about how business and, and like creativity is what advertising is, but now it's like business creativity strategy and culture like all these different things and culture is so important yeah and you you hit on a good thing it's like it's business because at the end of the day like let's not joke like our clients are going to dump us if we're not selling the products mm -hmm. like that's not that's not me losing sight on that but it's just finding those ways of being purposeful when we're doing things and again i say this with an entry-level position where i know a lot of work that i'm doing right now is going to be more of just like the selling stuff or just making sure that our clients business are staying active and doing those things that we need to do but at the at any point of time just having that mindset in the back not only just helps me but it also just helps the agency where like me being involved in the culture program that our initiative that our agency is doing it's just like finding ways to share a purpose and just share something more meaningful is always great i love that 
Is there any tips that you have for students out there to find meaning on their own while they're at home or what you would be doing in their shoes at this time? Yeah, and I think you hit on some great points and we've been talking about a lot. I think one of the biggest yeah. things, again, like this may sound more cliche, but it's about showing your curiosity. But one thing when we do move back to interviews, I highly recommend everyone to think about something extra that you could do. Like what, whenever you're getting there and what by that, what I mean is like an example is, you know, give me a brand, like a random brand you're thinking about. Let's say Adidas. Adidas, right? So most of the students we know right now are gonna, when you interview for a brand that has Adidas, is gonna be like, they're gonna say, oh, I have Adidas products or I know their background, their story on how it got started. And that's gonna be most about it. But if you go a step further by going to the stores, like talking to people in the stores of, hey, why are you buying Adidas over Nike or other competitors? Like, it's all those things that you're doing something extra that again, brings out your curiosity, but also shows that you're willing to go above and beyond. That's something that's always helpful in these kind of positions. So going into an interview with your own pre-done research and, and your own insight, yeah, because like it's that not be just crazy. The Google research, right? It's just it shows crazy. your interest. That and it's the foolproof thing. Like I've been talking to a lot of people who where that has helped because it again shows that you want to make a difference and you're willing to show your perspective, but also form perspective from other people's opinions. And that's the biggest thing in advertising. Love that. I love that. And are there any you said you mentioned a couple of resources that you followed? Yeah, what, and what should um, students be following now during this pandemic? So I should, I would love to answer that in two parts, right? Because especially where a lot of what experiences I've had have been before the pandemic. So would love to share that after, share some advice I have on currently what they could be doing. So another thing is we've been talking a lot about like the local business, but also what we can do is like make sure you're available. I think that's the toughest thing that I'm finding when I'm talking to a lot of students is that there it's it's sometimes difficult to approach because their linkedins aren't as updated or they're just not available for opportunities an example is because i've been lucky to con continue to grow my linkedin network in these past few years that it has helped me see new opportunities and one example is one I just discovered the other day where the same thing i was talking about a local business there's this guy jerry who's who's like part of one something and they're going to make it into a project so it's more credible more guided and he's also someone who works at Google. So it's just those kind of things. Like the more you make yourself available to opportunities, the more you're going to start finding and discovering more things to do. And if LinkedIn is one thing where you're starting to connect with more people, another thing is also kind of building that knowledge skill set and like, those skills, like whether it's doing those Google AdWords or even reading, subscribing to more trade publications like Work, AdAge, Smart Brief, and down the line coming year you could even participate in student competitions which i wish there were it was stressed out more an example is a like young shits oh yeah i heard about that it's it's really cool and like the other thing is also like for creatives out there jeremy carson's ad a day so he just gives you a brief every day and you in the next day you whip up something from that brief so just those simple things to continue to exercise your thinking and your process is all going to help your portfolio but it's also going to start helping you get in touch with more people and share that those thoughts out. I love that. Yeah. Like, did you see that Netflix commercial, like Netflix thing that um, students did from a portfolio school where it was that if you go out, we're going to reveal spoilers from their shows. 
No, I haven't heard about that. That sounds crazy. So that got that got really famous, and that all came out of students. So and that got like even like shown by other like networks. So just like those things, like students are making killer work happen, and it's just about getting discovered, but also sharing that out there. I love that. And you, to listeners out there, you have the opportunity to be discovered, and I think it's important to make yourself available. And I love that advice. Yeah, especially because, again, going back to the point that each of us has something to offer. Like, don't forget that, like, we all have different stories, no matter if you've only been in Illinois or you think that's a limitation. Like, start using your limitations to strengths. Like, an example is, and this is a different example to talk about, but it's like coming from Middle East, again, in a regulated place where we didn't really talk much about the LGBTQIA community or things that are more sensitive and need to be taken with the utmost respect and just the right way. But using that limitation to a strength where when I came here, the stuff I learned about, like that was more powerful because I was learning like someone who's never been exposed to this. So the same way that I'm learning, maybe I can bring that knowledge back to brands that I'm working with who share the same way because there are so many people who are coming to this great nation every year that that could be used as an asset. Yeah, you can turn really every obstacle into an opportunity for the most part. Yeah, and that's where like I hope alumni like as us can help you build that narrative, build that story. And shout out to professors like Steve Hall, who works so closely with students like and for MPMS that Armando, I believe, talked about too, where his brand, like his his story was that he elevates people, like he's an elevator. So finding those type of things would also like really be helpful in just finding what your brand is or what you're bringing to the table. Amazing. Well, that pretty much wraps it up unless you have a final message to our listeners out there. Yeah, I think it's a lot about leverage your opportunities and make the most out of the situation. Like, I think the biggest thing is that this is a time where all of us can continue learning, but also be giving back to our community, whether it's in an advertising format, like as we said, with local businesses, but also please reach out to me and all the other people that you're hearing about. Like, we're all, we all want to help and I'm sure you're going to get out, you're going to get through strong and all these opportunities are just more ways to learn and grow from them. We will be sharing your contact information if that's okay. Um, Absolutely. Great. Because we want to build a network here of the Breaking and Undering podcast. Um, and we'll also include the resources that you mentioned and some of your other favorite little tips that you might have. Oh, absolutely. I'd be, I'd love to chat with anyone. I'm available on LinkedIn and please continue to find your mentors, continue to find your friends to work with. Like this is not a thing that you do alone out there. So hopefully we all can do it, help each other out and continue growing. Well, thank you so much for being on this episode of the Breaking and Entering podcast. Thank you, Gino. This was so much fun. Thanks for having me. No problem. episode of the breaking and entering podcast i hope you found it as enjoyable as i did making it i strongly encourage you to check out what trog is up to on linkedin and to be honest with you guys he's one of these people that wants to give back he looks forward to these connections so amazing person to reach out to as well i need to shout out to buchan john and mikey malarkey buchan is the art director for this show creates all the amazing graphics and mikey helps me mix these podcast so they sound halfway okay 
Next week, I interview somebody from Energy BBDO in Chicago. Thank you for listening again to the Breaking and Entering podcast.